Welcome to Mouse Geek Radio, where your hosts from two coasts, Mallory and Scott, embrace their inner mouse geekdom with you. Welcome to episode 30 of Mouse Geek Radio for the week of July 16th, 2018. I'm your host, Scott Barrett, here with my wonderful co-host, Mallory O'Brien. How's it going? It's going great. Um, we are episode 30, so we are 30 and flirty and thriving. Woohoo! All right, so this episode, we're going to talk about something a little bit current. Uh, we're going to talk about Pixar in the parks. Yes. And... Since the acquisition of Pixar in, I guess, 2006, I think that's when it was, um, Walt Disney World and Disneyland and, of course, throughout the world, they they have incorporated all kinds of Pixar attractions, character meet and greets, everything. Parades. And we have seen a giant influx in Pixar IP lately. So I guess Scott and I are going to talk about where it all is and what we think about it. I think giant is an understatement. It's, uh, you know, both coasts literally have sort of their own land slash areas now. It's like frozen mania from a couple of years ago. It's, it has become like Pixar mania. (laughs) It's just like, it's so saturated with Pixar everything. And I'm not saying that in a negative way necessarily, it's just it's there <laughs> sure. it, it's very apparent all right well so let's talk about the king first the king of pixar and that is disney california adventure okay and that is actually the, the first one to actually sort of open i think or have a lot of uh you know pixar-ish stuff i mean california adventures always had pixar at least for a long time right we had the bugs bugs land where we had like flick flyers and uh, Heimlich's Choo Choo Train and the and the the movie and all that kind of stuff. So R.I.P. Bugs Land. You know, it, it's yeah, it's great. We're talking about Pixar and and how much you know it's invaded Disney properties. But you know, everyone I talk to, you, me, love that little area. It's it's unique. It's it's kind of classic. Some of the rides are fun. It's great when you got little kids. Um, and it's not that big. It's not like it doesn't have a huge footprint. No, and it was so chill. Like, just a great place to sort of escape the craziness of the park, especially because it was really close to Cars Land. Mm-hmm. So you go from just tons of people to a really quiet area. Yeah. And like you said, perfect for youngsters. It really was. It was shaded. They had a nice water feature to play in. Uh, and then, you know, very appropriate rides for little kids. Um, and the one thing we used a lot of, they had great, they had great family bathrooms there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Um, so that's going away. You know, they're 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 taking all that out, and uh, 
moving a whole other IP in, in, into place. However, Disney's California Adventure, as most of us know, has expanded Pixar down into Paradise Pier, which is no longer Paradise Pier. Now Pixar Pier. Well, and tell me, how does that make you feel? Um, well, I was never super attached personally to Paradise Pier, so I'm open to the change. I'm open to check it out and see if it's better um, or the same with just some different theming. Um, you know, they didn't they didn't make a whole lot of changes. It was really it's kind of it, it feels like a uh, kind of like what they do with Haunted Mansion, right? It feels like a layover. Like uh, yeah, put some, exactly some an new, overlay. Yeah, overlay. Sorry, yes, like new decals, some new paint. Uh, some new music, some new theming, uh, but you know nothing spectacular. But I I feel like if you had never visited Disney California Adventure, and you visit in 2019 when everything is completed, I don't. I think it would probably look like it was always like that. Yeah, I agree. I you know the people I read online that have problems with this are people that kind of got attached to Disney's California Adventure from the beginning where it was a lot about it was very much about California and now that they've removed the whole Paradise Pier and it's still a boardwalk but it's all Pixar now you've lost most of the quote unquote California uh, from that that park I agree I mean I've really enjoyed the theming of Paradise Pier I thought it was very charming and it reminded me of course, of the boardwalk area in Walt Disney World, which I love. Uh, and I love the color palette. So the fact that that is changing and some of the names, whew, they are kind of rough. The pal around, I don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they changed Mickey's Fun Wheel. Now it's the Pixar pal around with just truly different decals on it. And that just seems like not the best name. When I hear around, I think of merry-go-round. Yeah. So I am thinking, oh, this must be a carousel. No, this is a Ferris wheel. <laughs> it's a Ferris wheel. <laughs> that was an interesting <laughs> name choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of their name, the names are are interesting. We can go through some of them. Um, I don't have a problem with Incredicoaster. That works. I like it. Uh, my daughter is so into that. Oh, my gosh. She is nonstop. I can't wait to ride this ride. It's so awesome. But So I cheated, and I watched a POV video mm-hmm. because I wanted to see. Have you done this already? Oh, gosh, yeah. We My, okay. da- my daughter sat me down. We've watched it probably 10 times. Daytime, nighttime, dusk, you name it. <laughs> um. So I thought it was cute. It's not that much different. <laughs> no, I mean it's just, it's obviously the same roller coaster with some mm-hmm. characters, some lighting effects, uh, a new soundtrack. Right, and it's fine. I, I mean, and that's a fun coaster anyway. So it just made it more fun for Incredibles fans. Yep. Yeah, I agree completely. I, I, I think, you know, what they did to it didn't detract from it at all. I, I, I'm looking forward to writing it and seeing all the, the little knickknacks they put in. And I'm actually quite excited about the new carousel, the Jesse's Critter carousel. Uh-huh. I think that's going to be super cute. I think so, too. They, they're going to, you know, based on the maquettes and the models that they've shown, you know, you're going to be riding little critters like bunnies and snakes and deers and raccoons. Uh, and so I think it'll be a nice little touch. And you, again, yeah, it's definitely, you know, for little kids, but the little kids will love it. And and this probably doesn't matter to you as much, but 
the fact that they replaced Ariel's Grotto with the Lamplight Lounge, that took away a princess uh, dining experience. And uh, I guess that doesn't exist in Disneyland at the moment. So not a huge deal, but that was a, that's a good way to knock out a lot of princesses <laughs> if your child is really into that. Um, the food was not that great. It was not that awesome, but you're not going there for that. <laughs> that's a great um, point, though. I didn't even think about that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that they will come up with another princess-type character meal in one of the parks or in a resort. Because at the moment, it's mostly classic characters. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, let's stick with dining. They've added this place called Poultry Palace. Oh, tell me about it. Uh, it looks like a Monsters, Inc. Happy Meal box. <laughs> <It's>, so fun. <laughs> it does look fun. You know, uh, I guess, it, you know, since everything down there is kind of Pixar, like the theming is kind of all over the place, right? Like the general theme is quote unquote Pixar as opposed to some sort of environmental theme like the boardwalk or you know, some location from Europe, you know, whatever. So you got all these different little things. So you know. I know, but that's interesting to me because even when you talk about Disney theming, they still group them into things that make sense. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> like Art of Animation Resort has a story. So there's a reason why they chose those themes and, and they put them in separate areas. Whereas they're calling it, Pixar Pier and they're going to throw tons of films in this one area and it's like kind of difficult to figure out that doesn't make sense, you know? Yep, totally. Um, yeah. This place is like a it's like a uh, a large cart, right? They serve chicken that's breaded and from some reviews I've read a lot of people have said it's, it's like shake and bake. Uh, you know, the corn on the cob and the turkey leg. I have some, no some issues water. with shake and bake. Yeah. I'll eat that. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it, like I said, it's it's like a walk-up cart, just a little bit bigger, um, but it serves basically those four items. So what's happening with Paradise Garden Grill and the Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta? Or I, I'm probably getting all those names wrong. But no, that's fine. The two. Okay. That's all. That's all that's, none of that was touched. Oh, praise. Yep. Because I love those places. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can imagine they touched it. So as, you, as you're as you walking through DCA and you're coming from the Grand California inside and you're walking past those restaurants and eating spots, it's on your right. Really, the theme, the new theming starts when you hit what was Mickey's Fun Wheel, the pal around, and then all the way down towards Incredicoaster, up and around the pier towards the ice cream window into now Lamplight Lounge and the gateway to the pier there that when you walk over the bridge and that's where it ends and that's okay. where it ends yeah so you know they changed the ice cream window it's, you know they added the snowman guy who may or may not you know serve yellow ice cream <laughs> <laughs> don't eat yellow snow uh, exactly um but yeah they've added some flavors there they got lemon and chocolate and vanilla uh, i hear the lemon is really really good oh um, man my husband is all about lemon ice cream lemon soft serve nice so he'll tear that up um then you head down to the pier over by uh the game the games in in pixar pal around and toy story mania you've got senior buzz churros which is the spanish buzz themed churro cart that serves spicy churros and 
something they call cinnamon super galaxy churros, which to me sounds just like a regular churro. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably similar to the ones they sell in Cars Land that mm-hmm. they put just some red food coloring on <laughs> on them. Gotcha. They call them like racing stripe churros or whatever, mm. but it's just food coloring. <laughs> These churros are fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they added Angry Dog, so they took the hot dog cart down there and uh, they added the In-N-Out Angry character and they have uh, spicy dogs and not-so-spicy dogs. Uh, and then the last uh, sort of cart down there that everyone seems to be talking about is Jack-Jack Cookie Num-Nums. That's hilarious. Now, that's a great name. Right? Yes. Perfect. Um, they serve, you know, gluten-free cookies, shortbread cookies, uh, and then sort of their their star is a large chocolate chip cookie that looks kind of like a baked pie that's about as big as your hand um and i hear wonderful things about it evan i just watched the incredibles for the first time like yesterday so really (laughs) yeah i and and i just barely liked it but (laughs) i i understand the appeal sure and i probably need to to watch it from beginning to end again just to make sure I didn't miss anything. I think the concept is cool, but some of the um, voice actors get on my nerves and just, I don't know, Mr. Incredible, he's kind of mean. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. Dash was kind of a brat in the beginning, oh, yeah. but I heard he was nicer in the, in the second Incredible. Yeah, you got to see the second one. I think Mr. Incredible okay. gets knocked down a few notches and, well, they all get knocked down a few notches, I think, and Mrs. Incredible sort of, I mean, she kicks butt. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, um, and then they got some things that aren't quite finished yet. You know, they, they released some concept art on Disney Parks blog uh, for a few things. They're bringing over Flix flyers from uh, and retheming it to an In-N-Out theme. That makes me so happy. Which, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, from, from my point of view, my family loves that ride. My kids have loved it since they were tiny, and they still love it to this day. So that They can get fun. rid of the ladybugs and get rid of those suckers. Oh, yeah. They can get rid of the bumper cars. Those are awful. The bumper cars that move at 0.1 mile an hour. <laughs> I have such good videos of my daughter crying on it because she couldn't get it to go faster. <laughs> and I'm in the video, I'm shaking because I'm laughing so hard at her. Oh, that's great. Crying because it was just so silly. But um, yeah, if I, I, I just really wanted them to keep Flix Flyers in the Choo Choo Train. And I imagine they're not going to keep the Choo Choo Train. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine not too, which is upsetting. Maybe they'll do an homage to it, though, and whatever's going there. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, they're adding a giant Jesse statue outside of Jesse's uh, Critter Carousel, uh, which would be kind of neat. Uh, and then down in the shop area, they are adding Bing Bong's Sweet Stuff Confectionery. And that hasn't opened yet, right? No, that has not opened. Okay. That'll be a, later this summer, and that'll be a big candy shop. We got to have more candy. More candy. Yeah. You know, never mind all the other candy shops within, you know, 50 yards of each other. I well, love it. Well, we you, need more. We need more. We need, we need to compare, try and compare so many. Exactly. And every shop has to have a specialty treat that I got to give a go, you know. <laughs> so that's a rule. So, I, yeah, my, <laughs> my daughter was mentioning the other day she was reading about this stuff and, and she came up with a great idea. And the little imaginer in here, in imagineer in her, asked if if they will have something like Tigger Tails, but call them Bing Bong Trunks. <laughs> That'll work. I was like, yes, that's a perfect idea. So love it. I told her to write a letter. Yeah, write it down. 
So overall, um, I'm not depressed that they did this. Uh, I have to see it firsthand before I can, you know, come up with a final judgment. I am a little upset because the, it is a general Pixar theming, so it's kind of all over the place, and I'm not emotionally attached to any of the Pixar characters. Um, you know, they're adding, like, for example, in and out I've seen once. I'll probably never see again. I'm not super attached to any of those characters yet. You're going to have a candy shop based on it and a ride based on it. Um, you know, the Lamplight Lounge seems more like... Uh, the Lamplight Lounge looks really cool. It makes me feel like it's more towards, like, Pixar, the company. Like, where they're based. They're based out in Emeryville. They, you know, it was like... Uh, the buildings look like old warehouses. Um, it just feels like it's something that the company would have as opposed to being attached to uh, the IPs, which is kind of neat. That's cool. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We'll see it to believe it. I wasn't attached to Paradise Pier, and I don't think I'll be completely attached to Pixar Pier. So I don't, I don't feel like I'm going to have rage or, you know, great love for either of them. <laughs> sure, you'll take it for for what it is. You'll enjoy it. You know, your daughter will probably have a blast. Yeah, which is great, um, because some of these kiddos that are visiting do have strong emotional attachments to these characters. So that's awesome for them. And I, I think maybe that's what they're going for. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Pixar Pier is opened and recently opened on the other side of the country, down in Florida at Hollywood Studios, is Toy Story Land. Toy Story Land. So, they opened a whole land around this. Yes. I believe it is about 11 acres, which is larger than I thought it would be. And that's a that's a sizable addition. Um, with the opening, you get a new counter service location and two new attractions. One of those is Slinky Dog Dash, and the other is Alien Swirling Saucers, which has a terrible acronym. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> I didn't notice that. I was like, oh, it's a terrible name, but now I look at the acronym. Oh my gosh! I know, I know. <laughs> um, we won't and say then, what of it course, is. This is a clean show. Toy Story Mania remains. Yeah, um, it's just got a new entrance. Okay. So, the rides, the attractions themselves, from all of the reviews I've read. The videos I've seen, all super cute. I mean, I like Toy Story Mania anyway, so it's still good. Alien Swirling Saucers is just Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, but it's undercover with a different um, musical score, basically. <laughs> um, so I love those kind of rides. I think there's just fun. And then Slinky Dog Dash looks like a really fun family coaster. It's quite a bit longer, I think, than Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, but probably has a similar feel. It's very smooth. They use the linear synchronous motors on Slinky Dog a couple of times, I think. And there are tons of practical effects and animatronics and just really cool theming. Um, and so it looks really cute to me. And I think that was much needed in that park. Um, have you seen any videos? Oh, yeah. Well, again, my daughter, <laughs> we, we watched... Uh, Slinky Dog in the day, Slinky Dog at night. Um, read up a little bit about it. It looks great. I mean, the theming is spectacular. It looks absolutely stunning at nighttime. They've got 
you know, lights pulsing up and down the track and all the blocks and things that you kind of ride through were lit up. Um, and then you're right. They, they have the, the those motors twice. And the, once in the beginning that you kind of glide into and it shoots you out. And then about halfway through the ride, you stop and it like backs you up. And it made me think of like those wind up cars that you would pull back and then let go. I 100% think that was what they were going for. Exactly. And they pulled it off really well. You kind of do that and then you shoot off and, uh, you know, finish the ride. It is very cute. And I'm excited to experience it. I just, I get a little disenchanted with the opening of anything new, (laughs) especially at Walt Disney World, because of the amount of hype and the number of people who are there for the opening. Like, it doesn't chill until six months to a year after it opens. So when I look at the wait times of, you know, three or four hours, the first couple of days that it was open, I'm like, no way. (laughs) Like, forget it. Oh, yeah. I'll go do some other things. But it's a lot of locals, a lot of bloggers that are there, media that are there for the first couple of days trying to get footage of everything and write their reviews. So I'll just wait until that dies down a little bit and then experience it maybe when it's, I don't know, in seven or eight years when it's <laughs> calmer. <laughs> no, it's funny you say that. I think it's actually, you know, from what I've seen on Twitter, it seems to be dying down. Like I saw some folks post the other day, they were there at night and, you know, it was like 15, 20 minutes to get on. It was not that long. Uh, maybe some of it had to do with rain that was maybe raining in, earlier in the day and people kind of took off. But uh, and spe- you know, speaking of rain and speaking of, of Slinky Dog, rain and sun, is the, one of the things that I noticed that uh, I heard on a f- couple other podcasts and then I looked at pictures, there's absolutely zero shade for this for this wait. I it know. is completely open air. And if you got a two-hour wait in the Florida sun, holy cow. Like I, It blows my mind. I mean, you know, people. Got- <laughs> I mean, when when people build new playgrounds, they put shade around them now. <laughs> like yeah. Disney's been doing this for a long time. Walt Disney World's been open since 1971. They know the weather patterns there. They know what kind of issues will arise. Um, but it reminds me of Bugs Land, the way that the queues are, um, but with less shade. Yeah. And it's not California. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it was so confusing. That's what kind of surprised me. And one of the things looking at the, when I, I watched the opening day stream with my kid, and one of the things I, I mentioned to her is like, you know, you're supposed to be the size of a toy. And we're used to Bugs Land where you're supposed to shrink down to the size of a bug and everything's big and overgrown right. with foliage. There is, like, none of that there. I would have assumed that would have been a great place to have giant blades of grass or giant whatever things that you'd find in a backyard that could help with uh, with the shade. You know, maybe it's giant blades of grass with leaves that hang over the the, the cues or something, you know, as if you, didn't, if you didn't want to do actual buildings that would have kind of went in with the theme. But. Like... I mean, I I just feel like Walt Disney World should never build a new attraction without an indoor queue. Yeah. Like, period. (laughs) Like, it's just so risky because of the weather there. And I, like you said, I was looking at the lines and everything just dropping to closed a couple of days ago because of hail and lightning in the area. And they, they can't let people sit outside in those queues. So they just close the attraction down. I'm like, yeah. Oh. 
I was I was listening to someone talk about that on one on another podcast actually this morning, and they were saying it's like a it's a Disney rule with roller coasters that are outside. If there's any lightning uh, in the general area, they shut down the ride and they dump the queue for safety. Which I understand. I mean, they don't want to get sued. Um, sure, but. Um, it's difficult when they dump the queue and there's nowhere for them to go in that land. Yep. Uh, there are some umbrellas for them to crouch under at the new lunchbox location. But, I mean, really, there's there's no indoor area. I'm surprised there isn't a giant Toy Story gift shop, at least, <laughs> for people to go. <laughs> I mean, that, that seems like something they would have included. Yeah. Some giant merchandise location <laughs> yeah I agree um, so again you know we'll see how it goes uh, when we experience it but um, you know based on the pictures and whatnot, uh, it could be a definitely an, an interesting experience and um, you know I try to visit when the weather's a little bit better mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that I'm not standing outside in the middle of the summer trying to get on Sleeky Dog <laughs> but um yeah, from all the images that I've seen, from the videos that I've seen, everything looks super cute. It looks like the Imagineers did a great job. I didn't have any doubt, I guess, about that. I knew it would be cute, and I knew that park needed it. That's my whole issue with Disney's Hollywood Studios altogether is the fact that they have experienced so many closures in the past couple of years that it's causing extra long lines for any of the headliner attractions at those parks or at that park so you know lights motors action great movie ride the backlot tour those were huge crowd eaters and they closed them all to get ready for the 50th and to get ready for galaxy's edge but i'm like why'd you guys close them all at once like you should stagger that (laughs) like you're you're causing issues some bottlenecks all around the park so i think that's one reason why toy story land is wildly popular because there's not a lot to do in that park. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to do. When we were there last summer, we, we that was the first thing we did when we got to our hotel. We dropped our bags, got in a boat, went over there, rode two rides and came back. I mean, that was it. Right. And that's so sad because I remember a time when I would easily want to spend a full day at Hollywood Studios. Sure. Oh, yeah. And so... I'm excited about when some of the crowd eaters open, like the Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway. I assume that's going to be a high-capacity attraction. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if Lights, Motors, Action, if that's part of Galaxy's Edge now. It probably is, that theater. But they need a big, They need a couple more big, huge suckers to suck people in. <laughs> <laughs> They do. Uh, they do in that park, absolutely. Um, so, okay, I mean, Slinky Dog, yeah, Slinky Dog looks fun. Um, but the alien swirling saucers, I think you hit it when you were initially talking about it. It's just, you know, it's it's Mater's Jamboree. You kind of spin around. The theming looks kind of cool. Um, it looks kind of plasticky, but uh, I don't know. It's kind of neat, I guess. It looks like toys. I mean, it looks cute. Yeah. Uh, I think... I think I'll love it. I think kids will love it. It just looks fun. I think I don't know, the whole land looks super cute and super fun. I'm excited to see it all. 
I'm nervous about the crowds and I hope that the next time I'm in Walt Disney World and I experience it that I'm not just like annoyed with crowds and that I can enjoy it. <laughs> It'll be fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I really want to see this land lit up. Like at nighttime, the pictures I've seen look awesome. They've got like Thanks. the giant Christmas light bulbs strung out everywhere. Everything's lit up in colors. You know, the roller coaster has a ton of lights on it. Just It looks awesome. So I really want it, to see that in yeah. person. I am excited about that. So there's there's some Pixar sprinkled around some of the other parks. Um, back on the West Coast, we're doing Pixar Fest right now. So that's kind of changed mm. some things between DCA and Disneyland. Now the Pixar Play Parade's in Disneyland Park, right? Uh, yes, I believe it is, yes. And then Paint the Nights in DCA. Yep. Because um, Main Street Electrical Parade is no more. So you're getting to see Pixar characters in a daytime parade at Disneyland Park, which is unique. And then Paint the Night. It, it has some classic characters sprinkled in there, but I it's mostly Pixar characters. So they're they're really hitting it home. I mean it's Pixar, Pixar, Pixar everywhere. <laughs> it really is. Um yeah. Yeah the seeing seeing in Disneyland's too. weird. Seeing in Disneyland's weird. It is. I would think seeing Pixar characters in a parade in Disneyland Park would creep me out. Like, <laughs> I think it would be weird to me. Yeah, I'm not okay with that. Like, kind of to me, it, they they kind of pushed the boundary with Paint the Night. Paint the Night was such a unique parade that when they had some of the Pixar stuff in there, it was okay for me. But like the Pixar parade itself, the one that they put in there now, um, it's just so California adventure to me. <laughs> it is. That's where it belongs. Yeah. I thought it was a really cute parade as far as parades go, you know, because, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of any of them. But uh, that is a California Adventure parade through and through. Yeah, it is. And I hope they don't add meet and greets in Disneyland for Pixar characters. That'll just throw me off big time. <laughs> that will be really confusing. And I'm probably in the minority, but I don't think Disneyland should ever have parades. I think it's too small of a park to support a parade. <laughs> um, or if it does, they need to do like a like a cavalcade, like a smaller mm-hmm. version or something because it just you're stuck. If 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 you get on the wrong side of the parade and you're trying to get somewhere else, sorry, you just have to wait for like 40 minutes. It's yeah. like so frustrating to me. That that park is just too small, I think, to support an actual um, you know, big scale parade, but I am probably definitely in the minority there. I think people probably love the parades. Yeah, I mean, coming from, you know, Disneyland is my background. I love the parades. However, I completely know what you mean. When you're in Disney World and you see a parade, it doesn't feel nearly as impactful from a crowd's point of view. When you're in Disneyland, if you're in Tomorrowland and you need to get over to Adventureland or Frontierland and there's a parade, uh, you could be waiting there a good a good amount of time before they open up the 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 entry the bridgeway if you will to let people pass before they close it again and then they kind of open it they try but man it gets packed um it it does it gets really packed but you know it's a small park which is great which is why you love it too you know (laughs) you love the you love the size of the park because it's 10 minute walk from the front to the back of the park (laughs) um but then yeah parades it can be rough. Oh, yeah. Um, do we think Monsters, Inc. is going to stick around, or is that going? I don't Maybe. know. Um, I hope it sticks around. I really enjoy that ride. 
I love it. Uh, but I feel like, I mean, it's going to be right next to whatever Avengers land. Yeah. What are they calling it? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I don't know how far over they're going to push the MCU stuff. Um, it may it may go all the way down to the end and, and completely wipe out Monsters, Inc. Um, you know, if they try to theme everything, Monsters, Inc., you know, if MCU goes down that far, Monsters, Inc. is going to kind of feel out of place, right? Right. So who knows? Maybe they'll, they've already rethemed that attraction once. Maybe they'll retheme it again. And <laughs> I wish they'd do it like the, like the one with the flashlight tag. Oh, that's a fun one. That would be so cool. That would be oh. great. Yeah. Also, World of Color, I don't know when it's coming back online. They've just said late 2018. Uh, I'm curious if it will be exactly the same, if there will be any enhancements. There's quite a bit of Pixar in World of Color already. Um, so I'm curious to see what that looks like. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a big Pixar play in that World of Color show as well. Yeah, I get emotional as soon as I see Wally every time. And then when I see the balloons from up, that gets me. It <laughs> gets me every time. They know you. They do. Um, Magic Kingdom has Monsters in Glass Floor that comes out of nowhere. And then Buzz, of course. Buzz is on both coasts. That, that attraction's been in those parks for a while. So Pixar just like sort of was creeping in. I think it started at Animal Kingdom with It's Tough to Be a Bug. And then when DCA opened, they put that that version on that side. And then they just started creeping Pixar characters in everywhere. Yeah, it's funny you mention that. I think of Buzz, the Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blasters rides. And I don't even think that they're Pixar rides. And they are. Right? I understand it. But, man, they, they, they just kind of... They fit in well, and they—I guess—they've been there so long, you know. We're attached to them, but it's, it's not like it's Pixar in our face either, right? It—I don't know. They, yeah. It was—I don't know. The, the Toy Story films have a story like a Disney film, so mm-hmm. I think maybe that's why they chose that to be part of the parks, uh, because it really—it it has the feel of a classic Disney film. Yeah, it really does. Uh, you know, it's got the heart, the characters. Um. And then when Nemo came along, I mean, that went... They, they threw Nemo everywhere. We've got Turtle Talk on both coasts. We've got the submarines. We've got the seas with Nemo and friends. Um, and then, of course, the Finding Nemo the musical in Animal Kingdom. It's, you know, they, they threw a lot of Nemo around all the parks, too. Yeah, but again, like I don't feel like those are totally out of place and in our face. They just kind of fit. I know, I know it worked. But man, people were mad when they rethemed the seas. Ooh, they were mad. <laughs> I just, I don't remember that, but I wasn't paying attention then. I don't think. I think it fits in quite well. Now, it, I don't know. I guess because there's just been this huge influx, it it all feels kind of out of place. Maybe if it would have been spaced out the way it had been. It wouldn't bother me as much. I don't know. I love Pixar. I love the films. They're basically all good. Like, all of them. <laughs> they are. However, you know, like we've been talking about, like, with Toy Story and, and Nemo, I'm not nearly as attached to most of them as I am maybe Toy Story, Nemo, 
Monsters, Inc. Like, in and out I could care less, to be honest with you. Um, cars, so Cars is unique. So they have, we obviously have Cars Land and DCA. That fits really well, but it's a whole sort of new land area that you kind of walk into, you get engulfed in the environment, and then you walk out, right? Right. Um, and, it's, and it's specific to Cars. And I think that's probably going to be, if I have any problem with Pixar Pier, that's going to be the problem I have is that it's not specific to one IP where you can sort of feel like you envelope yourself in this environment and with these characters and instead it's like oh look i'm with jesse oh look i'm with the incredibles oh look i'm with in and out oh look it's bing bong oh look and it's just gonna like my brain it's like i know add for my brain i just can't i know uh because it's it's not possible to i don't know switch between those worlds in my brain (laughs) at least yeah no, I, I'm with you. So that that'll be the thing I pay attention to the most. The most I gotta lift. Um, <laughs> the most uh, when I go back to Disneyland is to see how that feels and to see if I, you know, if I care. I'm excited to see it though. I'm I th- I'm sure it'll be super cute. Everything will be pretty. Everything will be well themed. It'll just be different. It'll be different. And um, and I will get used to it. And I'm sure I will love it. You will. You absolutely will because you're going to have a Jack Jack Num Num cookie and you're going to be <laughs> all happy. I mean, that sounds incredible to me. Doesn't no it? pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't mean to say that. I was like, well, here we go. <laughs> That's awesome. Walk right into that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about the, about the treats. I'm excited about Toy Story Land. I'm excited that it's bigger than I thought it would be. Yeah, when I saw the number 11 acres, that surprised me. Um, and then I saw, like, the Slinky Dog ride. I thought that was more of a, like, a kitty ride. It was going to be like a gadgets coaster, maybe a little bit bigger than gadgets right? coaster. I thought it was going to be, like, one but loop. It's it's almost two minute long, and it's, it's got some nice elements. a long coaster. Yeah, so I'm super stoked. I am, too. I'm, I'm very pleased that they were like, you know what? If we're going to build a coaster, we're going to build one. <laughs> I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Mouse Geek Radio. You can connect with us by visiting mousegeekradio.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Mouse Geek Radio. Also, if you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to click that subscribe button to be notified when we post a new show. And if you'd leave us a review and rating on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to contact either of us personally, you can find Scott on Twitter at ST Barrett, and you can find me on Twitter at Mallory O'Brien. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.